This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. Take a dose of every day. How am I supposed to stay in a world built on empty ways? And the lessons of our This is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast, Series 2, Episode 28, Western North Carolina Fly Fishing Expo with Reba Brinkman from Hunter Banks Fly Shop. Reba and I had done an awesome, awesome podcast about two weeks ago, but due to technical difficulties, the podcast did not record. And I spent about two and a half hours last night working on the software and unfortunately, being next to a refrigerator, I was having a couple of beers while I was getting it ready. So after two and a half hours, I finally got the software working, and we got a hold of Reba through Skype. I'm pretty sure the audio is good, and we're going to do a follow-up podcast, maybe at Somerset or maybe via Skype again. So stay tuned. This is sort of a long one. It's going to go all over uh, North Carolina and some tangents and some shenanigans, Just to give you a heads up, there may be a bit of profanity, but not enough that we're giving this an explicit letter E on iTunes. So without further ado, let me introduce Reba Brinkman. Okay, well, let's get this started. We have with us, this is Reba Brinkman. She is with the Hunter Banks Fly Fishing out of 
Asheville, North Carolina. I met her at the North Carolina Fly Fishing Show last year, and we're going to discuss all about Reba, and then we're going to go into the Western North Carolina Fly Fishing Show that she puts on. So, Reba, um, what's your podcasting beverage of choice this evening? You know, um, I stepped it up a little bit, and I went with the Talisker 18. Single malt. Oh, I like Talisker. I do, too. Um, this was a little bit of a splurge when I was in Charleston last month. Um, I found this particular bottle and was saving it for a unique occasion. Nice. Well, I feel appreciated. I am, uh, whew. well, after all of this, uh, to get you on, I, um, I poured a pappy. Oh, yeah, so, um, and then for right now, if you guys can hear this, that's a Victoria Bitter. Mm. Yeah, have you ever had a Victoria Bitter? No, I like bitter, so. It's like making love in a canoe. Mm. It's effing close to water, <laughs> is what the Aussies would say. So, yeah, this is um, this is a gift from my wife through the Air Force. You can't get Victoria Bitter in the States. All right, well, um, so for those who listened to the last podcast, they know that Reba and I did probably the best podcast ever <laughs> a couple weeks ago, and the software just didn't record it. So we're going to do it again, sort of ex post facto, since we did it before the Western show. Now we're going to do it after the Western North Carolina show. So it is the Southeast's largest fly fishing show. This was the 6th annual WNC Fly Fishing Expo. It was December 5th and 6th, mm-hmm. and that was at the WNC, that stands for Western North Carolina, or North Kakalaki <laughs> Agricultural Center. Mm-hmm. It's a two-day fly fishing extravaganza, which provided anglers a forum to sharpen their skills and learn about the latest innovations in their, I don't call it a sport, I think fly fishing is a lifestyle, because it's... 99% of what my brain thinks about when I'm awake and asleep. <laughs> and now it's become the Southeast's largest ever event for fly fishers, averaging more than 1,000 visitors. Mm-hmm. You can tell I had three beers while I was trying to get this um, fixed. <laughs> so I might slur a little bit. Um, so let's talk about uh, – let's get an introduction to who who is Reba Brinkman. So uh, you live in Asheville. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, I live in Asheville, North Carolina. I'm a transient. I moved here from Boulder, Colorado. Um, I've been here for, gosh, almost a decade now, which is crazy because I still feel like the West is my home. And this is the longest I've ever lived anywhere since I left home. I was actually born and raised in right outside of Los Angeles. Um, that is kind of a weird fact about me because you would think knowing me you would think I was you know dropped on the steps of a fly shop and raised by a bunch of fishing guides but in fact I was um, in prison when I lived in in LA Um, it I just I just never felt that that was home and so I moved myself out west started fly fishing uh, back in 2000, I guess, and um, from the day I picked up the fly rod, I, I never put it down. And um, coming out here to North Carolina uh, after fishing all, all over out west, um, you know, I I made it not only 
my passion, but I made it my job. So everything that I do uh, pretty much involves fly fishing. You know, I'm, I work at Hunter Banks. I'm part owner of that shop. Um, I've been there for almost seven years now. Uh, the, when I came to that job, um, Frank Smith, the original owner of Hunter Banks and still the owner of Hunter Banks, uh, said, Hey, you know, why don't we, why don't we have a, a fly fishing expo in the epicenter of trout fishing in the Southeast, which is here in, in Western North Carolina? And I kind of just looked at him and said, okay, well, I'm bringing a lot of business skills to the table. So yeah, let's do it. And we did. Um, and so that, with the fly shop and with the expo and then with my involvement with Trout Unlimited and all the other things that I do in, in the fly fishing world, it it gave me the ability to connect with people to get them to support these projects and um, really make a, a viable fly fishing community in Western North Carolina. Excellent. So how, um, how would you say that uh, fishing from, well, how long have you been fly fishing, I should say? Since 2000. Okay. And you were uh, like 20 years old back then. You're, you're you know, 34 now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm every bit of 34. <laughs> how would you say Western fishing is different than Eastern fishing for those that don't get us, you know, go out West and fish? So the bigger rivers, the tailwaters, the freestones, the high alpine lakes. How would you compare Colorado to Western North Carolina? Um. There's, I mean, obviously there's a lot of difference. When I when I fished out west, it, you know, even when I was new for the first few years, like I always caught fish. Like it, you know, you throw a size 14 caddis out and you're you're catching fish. And in you know, the winter time, you know, there were some nymphing opportunities, but for the most part, we were dry fly fishers out there, and and that's kind of the the novice uh, evolution, I guess uh, you could say. Um, it was, Colorado's beautiful. I fish year-round there. I mean, I fish in the snow. I fish in the summer. Um, fish Montana, Utah, Wyoming. Um, it was great. It was vast. It was beautiful. So when I moved here, the rivers were smaller. They were stocked. Um, nymphing was definitely the name of the game. <clears throat> the hatches here are a lot different, obviously. And... You know, I, I kind of stomped my feet a bit in the first year that I lived here. I I didn't fish that much because I was, I was just disappointed. It wasn't easy. Um, so with frustration, I got into kind of more of – well, I actually got into stream restoration, and that kind of taught me how, you know, the habitat of a river and um, the bugs and the microinvertebrates that live underneath the water and how they act and – and how fish see them and how fish eat. Um, and so that got me really focused on nymph fishing and nymph fishing accurately. And so then I found that that was, that was a challenge that I really enjoyed. So here I'm not dry fly fishing as much. Um, I've gotten to a point now where uh, it pains me to put on a dry fly because um, I do enjoy nymph fishing and streamer fishing. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. I know it's crazy. Um, are you a high sticker? Are you a Czech nympher? Are you a Polish nympher? <laughs> I'm a What's your I'm, I'm a Reba nympher. Um, no, I I don't I don't I can't say I have a style. I just gravitate <laughs> to whatever river I'm on. I kind of just kind of 
figure out what bugs are there and, and just go with it. Um, I'm pretty traditional. High sticking, I don't I don't know if I'm defined as a high sticker, but yeah, I will high stick if the opportunity is right. Um, I do love the eastern Tennessee tailwaters. Um, South Olson in particular is probably one of my favorite rivers in the country. I mean, I've fished all over the, the country and South Olson is a very special place and, and that has to be fished a very specific way. Um, I'll throw streamers on that river, but uh, nymphing that river is, is a lot of fun. You're using long leaders, uh, small tippet, small flies, and you're, you're catching pretty big fish. So that's uh, that's been kind of my, my saving grace to moving from out west to here is, is finding these little gems out here. I mean, we have Western North Carolina has 4,000 miles of public trout water within a 100-mile radius of Asheville. That's that's insane. So th- no yeah. matter what time of year it is, no matter what the weather's doing, there's always something to fish. And then what the West doesn't have an abundance of is the diversity. And so right out my front door, you know, a third of the mile down the road, I can be fishing for musky and smallmouth. Um, I can head south and go to Charleston and be catching redfish and sea trout. Um, you know, Florida which I'll be going to next week um, to do some fishing, you know, it's a 10-hour drive. So it's a good location. It's a great you're, location you're like for in the epicenter. It's, it's just a great, you know, and, and being a, having a Western heart and having, you know, my home being out west, you know, it is a hard transition to come here and to not have those rivers. But if you're fly fishing, if, if you're fly fishing for, for fish and you're not – a trout snob. Think about all the different opportunities you have to catch different species, and that—that's the one thing that's made this place a home for me for the, the past ten years. Is just being able to, you know, catch multiple species and see different types of water uh, and fish in different scenarios. I mean, it's—it's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I don't even consider myself a, a trout angler anymore. It's been so long since I've used like a five X and. You know, like a royal coachman or something. It just doesn't happen. If I'm I'm not fishing in the mountains anymore. Yeah. Um, so Asheville. Let's say you were going to throw a dart at the United States, and your bullseye would be Asheville. Where Where would that be, like geographically located? Well, we're in the western part of North Carolina. Um, we're we border what Georgia, Tennessee, <clears throat> South Carolina. I think that's it. Um, we're in the mountains. You know, we have a little bit of elevation here. I mean, we're in two and 3,000 feet elevation. So we do have the cold water. Uh, our higher altitude creeks um, do have native brook trout. Um, that's our native fish. Um, our lower elevation waters within the mountains here, uh, we, we stock them. We have a delayed harvest program. And I believe it's 1,100 miles of delayed harvest water that's stocked from uh, the 1st of October through the first Saturday in June. And so that's all catch and release. And, and that gives anglers a, a good opportunity to get out, catch fish. You know, they're stocked fish, but they're, they're fun. And uh, it just gets you out into some beautiful places. I mean, it's there's lots of – All the rhododendron forests mm-hmm. and all that cool – yeah, I see some pictures from, like, the Smoky Mountains and – it's just it's so lush and green. It is lush and green, even in the winter time. You know, I do miss the snow of the west and kind of the barren, 
you know, the big sky and, and the blue skies. And um, I, I miss that, but it's, it's beautiful here. It's absolutely stunningly gorgeous here. And um, the fishing community, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty thick and we do uh, care about our waters. And so there are a lot of people that are focused on uh, river restoration or cleanup projects and whatnot. So, you know, if, if we have a river that speaks to our heart, we're going to protect it. And I find that that is a common thread that we have amongst the fly fishing community here. That's fantastic to have a good community. Um, so for those that don't know about North Carolina, it's very similar to, to Virginia, where I am. Uh, you have like the coastal tidal section and then you have the Piedmont and then the mountains. So you can travel to different sections and have different species of fish based on your geographical location. So you guys are pretty much just strictly up in the cold water area. We are, we are in the, definitely the epicenter of the cold water, but we do have the French broad river, which is the third oldest river in the world running right through our town. The headwaters are just uh, probably a bit west of us um, about an hour um, in Rosman, North Carolina. And so that's, Trout water up at the headwaters, but then it flattens out, and, and it, we have a native muskie and smallmouth and largemouth and carp and catfish uh, that run through. So that's kind of our big river that runs through town. Um, and then, of course, on the watershed, there's all these tributaries that, that flow into the French Broad. Um, but we do fish the French Broad quite a bit, us fly fishers. French, a French Broad. The French Broad. <laughs> oh, the French Broad. Okay. Not some like no. <laughs> I can't imagine who that was named after. Um, and we, the, the previous podcast we discussed how the new river, ironically named, is the second oldest river in the world. So I mean, it's a pretty old area. Like I mean, the where you live now, those mountains were taller than the Rockies, you know, millions of years ago. Right. But they're just eroded down. And also we discussed um, that North Carolina, Western North Carolina, is the epicenter of uh, salamander. Evolution. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and we talked about hellbenders. Mm-hmm. Your your guides at the shop actually come across hellbender salamanders, which are, I mean, as long as your my arm at least, they're effing huge. They're huge and they're they're gross, um, but they're they're a good sign that the water is is, is healthy or that the river is yeah. healthy. So um, yeah, we do occasionally catch the the hellbenders on flies um, by accident. That, is, <laughs> um, that would be the craziest thing. Like I've caught a seagull, I my, my buddy Tom hooked a cow on his bat cast. But to have like a hellbender, like you know, Helger might fly or something. I would, I don't know. That'd be one of the coolest things I can imagine. Well, that could be a new sport, like angling for hellbenders. <laughs> Cryptobranchus alleghaniensis. Mm-hmm. I can still remember that from zoology class. Um, which makes me definitely want to come down to the show next year. So I can go to the show and then go look for hellbenders. Well, uh, across, I mean, not far from the show um, is the North Mills River. <clears throat> and that in particular is, is a river. It has a great story behind it where um, there was lots of erosion. There was a lots, lots of uh, pollution because of um, several different scenarios. But uh, it's a river that Trout Unlimited, our local chapter, kind of took under uh, its care, and we did a huge restoration project in the past, I think it was about five, eight years ago, and uh, 
turned that river into a very viable fishery again. And that is where I know hellbenders live. Um, the water is very clean and wonderful, and the hellbenders are, are thick in there. So it's so it's cool. literally five miles from the expo. So if you come up next year, I'll be uh, glad to take you. Yeah, I'm, mark us down because my wife has always wanted to go to Asheville. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely doing a family trip, and she and the, the pixie kid can go out and do what they want, and I'll be at the show. Um, all right, so let's talk about um, – so we talked about you a little bit. We got your background, Colorado. Your move from West Coast gradually east. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that the East Coast has made you soft, like a river runs through it? <laughs> was, Polly's like, oh, the East is making you soft. <laughs> the, uh, I had a really fun conversation tonight with a with a good friend that um, works in Montana in the summer, and then in, in the winter he he spends his time in Virginia. And we were talking about just that, how the East makes you soft. Um, you know. It's you don't hear it often where somebody from out west moves east, um, and no. it's if they do, you're like, why? Why exactly? That's the number one question I get asked. I'll, and I'll get clients that are like, oh yeah, I moved here from like uh, somewhere awesome, <laughs> Snowmass or like Fort Collins. I'm like, dude, what do you know? <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's hardcore enough that my buddy Tom and I will go out and fish the South Platte Middle Stretch um, at. Uh, the dream stream mm-hmm. and you know we'll you know we catch up we'll we'll put away a fifth of of you know bourbon or something at night and he's an emt he'll wake up in the morning and just put an iv in his arm <laughs> and hang it you know like carry it around while we're fishing or hang it from like the car and like so he can go trout fishing <laughs> nobody in the east is that hardcore to go trout fishing oh i that miss they stick an iv in themselves Oh, I miss it. God, I miss it. Yeah. I miss I'm, when I every time I'm back out west, I just feel like I'm with my people again. But yeah, you know. our campsite, uh, we you know we have to get up every half an hour to shoot off a, a round because the mountain lions mm-hmm. and your tent, you put your tent up and there's like elk bones underneath it because the mountain lions have been eating them. And then a herd of elk will run by the campsite. You're like, yeah, that doesn't happen in Northern Virginia. No, no, it doesn't happen here. Maybe Catalucci, but. Yeah, it is. I mean, it definitely is a little softer here, um, but it has its own character as well. And you kind of just got to embrace where you are. Um, I think when I first got here, I mean, it was um, it was a bit of a challenge because I I was like, I'm from out west. It's better there. And I had that attitude and it's a very bad attitude to have. And so at some point you just step back and say, okay, what does this offer me and what how can I embrace this? Exactly. And, you know, yeah. I made friends at the fly shop and, you know, they kind of uh, helped me find places that they knew that I would appreciate. And, and the more I got into it, it was like, wow, you know, there is a lot of good here. And why isn't this place on the map? Like nobody talks about like, oh, I'm going on a big fishing trip in North Carolina. Like no one, I never heard that prior to to moving here and, and being a part of the fishing community. Um, it, it, there's so much diversity here. Like I can't say that enough. Like it's just it's endless. Right. Um, and y'all have the the uh, the fly fishing trail. We have the fly fishing trail in Jackson County. That that's a that's that's pretty unique. It's pretty unique. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. You know that's that was a project that Jackson County did so that they can bring tourism to. Jackson County, um, 
you know, I've fished a lot of those creeks and it, it's fun. You know, it's just fun to, to get a map and say, Hey, I'm going to fish here today and know that I have fly shots on, along the way that will help me, you know, be successful or have a good day on the water or whatever. Um, it's the first fly fishing trail that, that ever happened, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it was their brainchild and, and they've really been successful with it. So I'm, I'm happy to support them. Do you all have any kind of regionally specific flies? Like up here, we've got Mr. Rapidan, mm-hmm. which is like a, a royal wolf, but it's like olive, and it's got these bright yellow posts. You can see it far away. We have the Crelex, the Clawdad, CK Baitfish. Is there anything specific to like your region that someone like me from Northern Virginia would never hear of, but it's a must-have? Oh, you're going to test my knowledge now. Um, we do have, we, um, gosh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is where the scotch gets to me. We definitely have Smoky Mountain patterns um, that are specific to this area. And I'm trying to think of the one. Oh, gosh. The Yellow Hammer. The Yaller Hammer is how you pronounce it. Yaller? Yaller Hammer. Um, That's a classic Smoky Mountain uh, pattern. Um, Look that up while we're talking. Yeah, and I wish I could tell you who who tied it. I should know this stuff. Um, But, you know, like on the South Holston, you know, we have the the sulfur sulfur hatch nine months out of the year. So that's very specific to this area, but I guess sulfurs are not specific to this region. Um, that's a crazy looking fly. It's a great fly and it works everywhere. Um, it works everywhere. I've, I've fished it for years. What about nymphs? Like for me, if my damsel nymph will catch you anything, I call it five foot gar on my damsel this year. Mm-hmm. I had um, a guy tie it out in the Midwest, and he caught a steelhead on it. But literally, my damsel, I'll, I'll get you like a dozen in Somerset. You I gave me that some. F- you actually gave me some. The damsels? And, yeah, you gave me a, six of them in uh, Pennsylvania when I saw you. Yeah, those things are just lethal. Yeah, I've used them for smallmouth, but we had a bad smallmouth year this year. We had too oh. much water. That'll do it. Yeah. Um, so... Let's say so. The shop is, uh, is Hunter Banks. Fly, what's the website for it for those listening? Hunterbanks.com. dot uh, com. We've we're uh, the longest fly shop or the oldest fly shop in the area. We've been we opened our doors in nineteen eighty five, and we are based in pretty much downtown Asheville. We have a huge mural on the side of our building that's really cool uh, of a rainbow trout and a guy fishing. Uh, he's fishing an elk haircatus. Um, classic, <laughs> which is a classic, but, um, it's definitely a destination shop. You know, there's not a ton of fishing in Asheville. It's all kind of in the, in the outside area. Um, but we're, we're a pretty big shop. We've got 3,300 square feet of, uh, retail. Um, we have a huge selection of gear and, you know, all the, just all the essentials plus more, you know, we're a dealer for Sims, Patagonia, Orvis, 
Um, we sell Winston, Orvis, and Sage rods. Um, we have a huge fly tying department that we've tripled in the past couple of years, which has been a lot of fun. Love it. Uh, <clears throat> so we're yeah, getting our, our fly. Our fly tying up here in Northern Virginia is pretty scarce. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's tough. Like when you're tying musky flies to buy. Uh, bucktail online when you're not able to touch and feel it and so we try yeah. to you know we 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 stock different grades you know we're you know we cater to the trout fishermen however um you know we got a lot of musky guys coming in tying flies and saltwater guys as well uh so we try to to cater to everyone you know if we had everything we would we could have a store the size of costco but you know we try to have as much as possible. I appreciate that as a tire. Um, it's it's hard. Like I, you know, I order stuff from Hairline online, or I do the pro deal, and I don't. You know, when I go to the fly shop, it's the same as like if I'm going to a farmer's market to make like an awesome dinner. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I'm going to look through 30 different tomatoes to pick that one perfect tomato, or that one perfect like zucchini or something. And I was at Bob Marriott's a couple years ago, and I went, I went through every pack of Marabou and I had to open them up and, like, you know, physically have to go through them and see which would be best for making spay flies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tough when you order something online that, you know, you just it's, you kind of feel like you're it's catchy. You don't know if you're going to get the best one that, that works for you. It's true. And we, used to have, yeah, we used to have a fly shop up here called the Angler's Lie. That was just stocked. I mean, jeez. You talk about fly tying department. It was like 90% fly tying and then some rods and reels. And they they decided to retire and move to Florida to fish. All right. So, and you said you're a part owner. Mm-hmm. I am. And the other, the, the main dude, he runs a brewery, Highland. Uh, he doesn't run it. He is part owner of oh, Highland Brewing. Part owner. Highland Brewing Company. Um, Highland is a... Uh, the first microbrewery that came to Asheville. And, you know, you can't really say Asheville anymore without calling it Beer City USA. Um, we have per capita more breweries here than anywhere else in the world. Uh, that's probably a lie. <laughs> but we have a lot of, of beer here. And that's in the past, <clears throat> I would say Highland obviously being the first starting the trend. Um, they've kind of uh, made Asheville uh, an area for brewers to want to come and and start these breweries. So yeah, we Frank Smith is part owner of Highland. So he's been a part of it since the start. And um the brewery is is great. They're very much supportive of the fly fishing community. All the events that I put on as far as like the fly fishing film tour or other type of events, we always do it at their tasting room, which is just a great place to go hang out and Drink a beer and watch some movies, and um, we're bringing the Hank Patterson movie in next month, and I'm real excited about that. Two things about Hank. Hank Patterson does not like snakes, (laughs) and he does not like cilantro. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I can tell you that. Wow, he's a a funny dude. Hank has got it going. I saw a guy on the Salmon River that I swear was his uh, mute client, Reese. (laughs) And, like, I was taking pictures that he was a dead ringer for Reese. But the guy was actually catching fish, which Reese doesn't really get. Uh, yeah, Hank's been a good thing for the, the community. He's been getting the fly fishing word out there. Yeah, and the fact that he's affiliated with um, Trout Unlimited and it's very much a promoter for Trout Unlimited, I think that's, yeah. that's a solid message. And um, it's, a, it's a breath of fresh air because, 
not only is he funny, but he's very engaging. And uh, um, his movies have just made us step back and laugh at ourselves. So we've all we've all experienced something like that. And I just think it's great that it's coming to light and and, uh, you know, we're able to laugh at ourselves again. Yeah, you got to hit that that bear in the chode. <laughs> and I might have a couple of empty PBRs on the desk here. And these are PBR. These are old. That tells you how much I drink nowadays. I bought this twelve pack PBR in September. Oh god! So these are before it went Russian. These are pre pre uh, Putin owned Pabst Blue Ribbons. <laughs> I could probably sell them on eBay. You They're should. patriotic. You should. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so. Um, Who's who's most of the clientele that comes in your shop? Are they locals or are they travelers coming through town? It's everything. It's really everything. We have a solid customer base. Um, you know, there's a lot of local people that have been supporting the shop for years and years. And, you know, there's not a day that I am not in the shop where I don't see somebody I know or someone that I, you know, that comes in once or twice a week. Um, we're, we're very fortunate that we have that clientele. But, being in downtown Asheville, we have a lot of traveling anglers as well. Um, I would say our guide list, um, the, our guide clients are mostly from from out of town, and they and it just it runs the gamut of where they're from. Uh, but we are a destination shop, so when people come to town, they they do tend to come in just to you know check it out. Oh, we've you know we've seen you online, we've seen seen you on Facebook, whatever. We've always wanted to come in the shop. So, you know, we have a, a a good local contingent, but for you know, for the traveling angler, we we see a lot of them too, and and we'll see them once a year sometimes. Like there's there's people that I've uh, that that I see year after year, and it's it's really cool when they come to Asheville. Like that's the one place they want to go. Like oh, we're going to the fly shop first, and it's always fun to hear their stories where they've been fishing and what they've been doing and. You know, we've 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 met a lot of good people that way, and yeah. um, being that the shop has I'm, been there for so long, uh, it's it's nice to establish those relationships with those with those people. I miss working in a shop just because because of that. Like we had a guy who would come in, he was a backpacker, and this is one of the, the strangest things I'll ever I've ever seen. And I've seen some strange things before. <laughs> this guy would weigh his flies. He brought a digital scale in. Because backpacking is, you know, down to like, you know, people cut their toothbrushes in half. To, but I was like, you know, 10, 10 uh, Adam's parachutes are not going to weigh you down if you buy 10 of them. And he would sit there and weigh like parachutes versus like Royal Coachman's versus Royal Wolf's. He was a fascinating guy, very meticulous about the weight of his uh, fly fishing equipment. But it was neat having people like that come in. Of course, like, you know, working in D.C., you've got Dick Cheney would come into our shop his undisclosed location was the Snake River. <laughs> we all knew that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start talking about the show. Mm-hmm. Um, before we did the podcast, the first time that didn't work, and that's just the way things have been going for me. Uh, throughout my back last week, I lost my car. I lost uh, my digital audio recorder, and then today it took three hours to get this software to work. Um, so we're doing this again. So let's talk about the show. Now we can talk about how it went. Uh, so you were at the Agricultural Center? So the Agricultural Center is just kind of our event center here in Asheville. Um, 
you know, this year was really funny. Uh, we had uh, in the same complex, because there are several different expo buildings within the complex, we had the PBR rodeo going on. So we had just horses professional, and prof- professional bull riding, not Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah, professional bull riding. Um, so we had like, you know, people on horses with on horses and bulls and everywhere just kind of roaming around the parking lot, which was really entertaining. And then we also had this Christmas light display that was going on at night where it was just this massive Christmas light display. And um, and so and then here we are, just like the fly fishing expo kind of in the middle. Uh, so it was, it was really entertaining. The, the whole weekend was really entertaining. But oh. we opened up the show on Friday, December 5th, and uh, we opened at noon. Um, this is the second year we've done Friday, Saturday versus Saturday, Sunday. And uh, Friday was huge. I mean, it just a ton of people came in. And when you come in on Friday, we give you free admission on on Saturday. We validate your ticket for Saturday. So, uh, you know, everything went off without a hitch. You know, we had this great casting pond. We had 70-plus vendors. Um, You know, we had great speakers this year that were really passionate and talking about fishing techniques in the Southeast specifically, uh, which was, was really cool. Everything from, you know, Charleston Redfish to Georgia Striper to, you know, Euro nymphing with George Daniel. I mean, that, it was, it was great. Um, the casting pond, you know, we got the International Federation of Fly Fishers to sponsor the casting pond, which gave their, uh, master caster, their master certified casters, the ability to kind of, uh, give demonstrations. And, you know, both aisles of the casting pond were just packed. I mean, you would think Lefty Cray was out there. Uh, so they, they did a great job demonstrating, um, but yeah, I mean, lots the the variety of vendors this year was 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 pretty crazy. I mean, we had everything from you know just the manufacturers of equipment to you know kind of small time artists that are you know printing on t-shirts and hats and and uh, just sharing their perception of the fly fishing lifestyle. Um, one guy in particular as uh, an Asheville local, uh, his name's Danny Reed. He started this company called Crooked Creek Holler. And he's a he's the number one tattoo guy in this area. He does tattoos, but he's just a fervent angler and hunter. And so he will hand draw these um, pretty cool designs, you know, that are fishing and hunting related. And then he's printing them on shirts. And he's also doing art pieces where he'll screen print a drawing of his trout and then hand paint each one. And he'll, you know, bang out 25 of them. And, and he was selling those at the, the show as well. Um, just really cool stuff. Deadweight Fly was there, Flood Tide, Paul Puckett, you know, he, he has a, a great following and great art. Um, but then, you know, and then you have your, your local fly shops. We had 10 fly shops, uh, showing this year. And it's, and all the conservation groups around here, they're there to, to share their message as well. So if you are new to the expo and you're coming in for the first time, um, you know, here's an opportunity to really dig in and meet the players in in the Western North Carolina fly fishing community that have really made this area something viable. Uh, it's 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 something I'm very proud of. It's something that I'm I'm glad that I'm a part of. Um, but there's just to me, it's the biggest community fly fishing community event that um, that you that you could want. You know, you can go in and 
and really make an impact and learn something and walk away with the deal and have some new friends. So how did you get involved? Like, So how did the show like just come to fruition? Well, uh, before I started at the shop, there was a conversation that was had at one of the fly fishing shows that was in the state. Um, I don't know which one it was. Uh, I think it was in Charlotte. And attendance was dwindling. It was very expensive for our shop to be there. We weren't recouping our costs and our sales. Um, and, you know, Frank Smith kind of said, you know, why why don't we have a fly fishing show in the epicenter of fly fishing in Western North Carolina? Why isn't there one in Asheville? And so it, it kind of started there, like, you know, typical you know, on a bar napkin, let's, let's see if we can make this happen. Um, and that was earlier, that was early in the year, I believe it was 2009 and maybe it was 2008. Um, and so I got hired at Hunter Banks in 2000 or in uh, April. And so when I started, you know, Frank came to me and said, Hey, I have this idea to start a fly fishing expo. Would you like to help? And I was like, sure, why not? You know, I, I came from a very professional background. I was in advertising and marketing for um, newspapers. And so I, I did have a business mindset. I did have the skills and the project management, the core um, skills to manage a project like this. I didn't know how big it would be. I was thinking throw up a few tables and, you know, see if somebody wants to spend <laughs> some money to sell their wares. Um, but Frank his vision is always so it's it's big and he he had this vision of you know we're going to do this right we're going to do it you know affordably we're going to do it to where you know vendors can come in and we want them to sell we want them to educate the the clientele we want them to meet new people um and so he kind of just said here you know here's here's my idea can you make it happen and I didn't know what I was doing, and ignorance is, can be very um, blissful. And so I just said, okay, yeah, let's 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 try this. And the first year that we did it, I had no idea what to expect. And we had 1,300 people through the door over the course of wow. the weekend. And I just stepped back and was like, holy cow! Like this is you're onto something. This is something really cool, you know. We didn't make a ton of money at it. You know, it paid for itself, but it was a selfless act that we did for the fly fishing community of Western North Carolina, period. Um, it wasn't something that we planned on making money. It wasn't something that was going to, you know, pay for our salaries at the end of the day. It was just an accent and kind of a, I always call it like the homecoming of of what this community is about and bringing everybody together under one roof for a weekend and you know, inviting you all to come in and, and to experience it. That's all we wanted. Um, so years to follow, you know, we, we kind of refined the process and, uh, you know, reached out to a lot of, we've had some great speakers through the year, through the years. Um, and it, it's, it's become the event in, in this area. It's, it really has. People talk about it. You know, this year, um, you know, I had great, great reviews from people that attended the show and, and as well as the vendors just saying, you know, the, the crowd, they were spending money, they were educated, they wanted to learn more, um, they were asking good questions, you know, they were very supportive. And, uh, you know, I think that goes with the economy. The economy is better now than it was a few years ago. 
So people are looking to recreate again, and they're seeing the recreation opportunities in their own backyard. And so fly fishing in this area, obviously, is just um, a no-brainer. It's just something you can pick up and go out and do for a few hours, or you can go out and do it for, you know, a few days, whatever whatever you want to do. And so we're kind of, you know, I think we hit it right as far as starting the expo back when we did uh, and then building it, you know, through the years. So it's exciting. Yeah. I'd have to say social media is what, you know, hipped me to it. I did I never heard of it until probably like third week in November. I started seeing it popping up and then there's Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to do the podcast with Reba. Let's just, let's do Reba and let's do the show. And let's put them together. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm sold. After, you know, <laughs> if you go to Instagram and just look up hashtag um, WNC Fly Fishing Expo, there's some pretty good shenanigans that I'm going to ask about coming up. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So so let, before we go on, what hap- how do you get to some of the speakers? Well, let me go to the website. Um, exhibitors. It's WNCFlyFishingExpo.com. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Where do we have the list? So go to program okay. bios. Yeah. So, um, right. Well, I have it on my notes here. We have uh, Blaine Chocolate, mm-hmm. who's just been cranking out, like, I mean, you know, from the gummy minnow almost 20 years ago now to the game changer. Mm-hmm. One of the nicest guys you're going to meet. Um, but, Blaine, you got to wear some sunscreen, man. You got you got the, uh, the goggle tan going. <laughs> we got George Daniel. Mm-hmm. And did he go in the casting pond barefoot? Because he did that at Lancaster last year. He didn't. I've never seen anybody go in a casting pond without shoes before. He he didn't, uh, but Frank Smith did, and I got pictures of it. So I'm going to use nice. it for blackmail at some point. <laughs> yeah. we got Henry Cowan. Yep. Um, Yankee, now Southerner. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, Matt Green, mm-hmm. Mother's Day Caddis, and Fishing the Sulphur Hatch. Yeah, he's brilliant. Like super, super technical entomology stuff. Mm-hmm. Mac Brown, mm-hmm. Dry Fly Tactics, Casting and Presentation. Scott Davis of Low Country. And um, so he's talking about shallow water redfish mm-hmm. and a shop that just moved because I was there in August mm-hmm. and now they moved. So when I went in there, I was pretty surprised because you were the one that introduced me to Paul Puckett. Like I kind of knew the name. You introduced me to him at the North Carolina show last year. And then I walk into the fly shop when we're down in Charleston and he's sitting behind the counter just like surfing the internet. And I was pretty caught by surprise that he was there and he took out some sticky notes and he drew me a map. And sure enough, I caught my first redfish where he sent me to, which was awesome. Um, I definitely want, you know, if, if we buy a house, we had a house and we don't now because the guy didn't want to fix the fire hazards. So now we're, we're back on the, uh, the house hunt. But I want like a, a Paul Puckett, something funny on the wall. Because he's got all sorts. He's got like salmon pictures and redfish. And then he's got funny stuff like the, the dude from uh, the, the movie with the dude. Um, the white Russian guy. Yeah. Why can't I think of it? Um, yeah. Yeah. He's- well, people know what we're talking about. <laughs> and then you have, you have Cameron. Yes. Cam um, Mortensen. Who's, yeah. Big Lebowski. Yeah. Uh, Cam is just, I mean, he's. Fly fishing's not his real job, but it should be. Um, he 
is to fiberglass rods. I mean, he's like, I don't know what, what to call him. Like, he's like the guru of fiberglass. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's basically responsible. Like, when I see Orvis came out with a fiberglass rod, you know, re, redid it. They had one 30 years ago. They brought it back. I want to say that's 100% based on Cameron's work. I, I agree. And I think the, fiber, the fiberglass resurgence, um, you know, he, he really has embraced it and inspired a lot of people to pay attention to it. Uh, Cameron's great. You know, he's, he's just, he's a great person. He's genuine. He's authentic. Um, and I consider him a very good friend. The fact that he was a part of my show this year, I was just thrilled to death because he has really put a lot of work into fiberglass and, and people recognize it and, you know, people know who he is, who, who he is and, and want to, they want to know more. So it was, it was really cool to have him there. He's, I think he's part of the family. We should give him like an honorary doctorate. <laughs> like, like, uh, Bill Cosby, you know, he gives a, a graduation, well, he gave graduation speeches, but he would get a doctorate. You give a, you know, a graduation speech at a college, you get a doctorate sure. for free. We should just, you know, he should be Dr. Cam. <laughs> I should just say it now. We just give a doctorate in fiberglass, we fiberglassology. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. He deserves yeah. it. And then uh, John Hooper. Mm-hmm. John Hooper, the South we, Wilson River Lodge. Great, yeah. great, great place. I love that place. I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to road trip down there. I have, I have a new car now. Mm. My old car died coming back from the Salmon River uh, Project Healing Waters trip. I got a new car, and it's ready to road trip. Um, and, and for those who listened to the Somerset podcast from earlier this year. We got about seven or eight minutes of John on there, and you can go back and listen to everything there. But, yeah, those tailwaters are just – they produce some magic. Oh, that's the right word. Um, yeah, great, great river. I'm actually floating the South Holston this Saturday and Sunday. I'm pretty excited about it. You were shooting shotguns today. <laughs> I was shooting shotguns. Oh. I was shooting my 12-gauge. I haven't shot my 12-gauge in, in so a year. You prefer over-under versus side-by-side? Absolutely. Side by sides are to me for show. I mean, I've shot a ton yeah. of them. They're they're fun. They're beautiful. Um, but I shoot sporting clays, and an over and under is the right tool for the job. Yeah. Do you guys have like upland birds? Uh, I mean, we you, have some bird hunting hunt? here. Um, I yeah. do some duck hunting. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> there was a big I'm, rescue I'm today on the Potomac River. Hunter. Uh. Um, See, I, I, I could shoot them. I just can't gut them and clean them. That would just. I can gut and clean all day long. I just can't shoot God. them. Like for some reason, I can go out and blow up clays all day long. But when it comes to actually getting on target with a with a duck or with a bird, it, I just can't seem to make the connection. So, and it's not anything to do with an affinity for the bird being alive. It's just, you know, the last time I went hunting, I had this massive flock of geese come over me and I'm sitting in a canoe and I have my shotgun up. All I had to do was put the gun in the air and pull the trigger. And I did twice. And I found the two smallest holes in the flock and I I missed. And it was just pathetic. So I don't know. Canada geese have literally no purpose. (laughs) And they, because they can't fly with wet grass in them. Right. They have to crap it out. (laughs) They have to fly at like eleven. They have to flap their wings at like eleven to twelve miles an hour just to get lift off. <laughs> That's why they crap. We live on a golf course. Like I look out the window here. Like you guys can hear the blinds. 
and they just sit there and just crap. <laughs> and the, the neighborhood dogs think their crap is candy. Right. <laughs> the dogs go up there and they just they smile and eat that crap. It's disgusting. I hate geese. Um, Everybody hates that's geese. Just, yeah. Uh, tangent. Okay, so let's go on to uh, some of the exhibitors and then how... So were you walking around the show? Um, did you get to like have fun or was it just solid work for you? Well, it work is fun for me. So yeah, I was, I mean, I probably did 420 laps around the casting pond over the course of the 420. weekend. 420. 420. Um, so, you know, my job, you know, and it's pretty much Frank and I doing, you know, running the whole show. We don't have a staff or anything. Um, and this year, you know, Frank kind of just let me have the reins. And so, yeah, so I'm there. I'm working on it for an entire week prior to, um, you know, that's all I'm thinking about. I'm doing everything from printing name badges to, you know, make, making sure that people are all set to, to come in and and uh, to set up. So starting on Thursday night, or I guess Wednesday, we, we put in the casting pond, which we've built ourselves. Um, Thursday, I come in and make sure that everybody's setting up and they have what they need to set up. Um, Friday, you know, I literally show up and it, it's always funny to me and, and I secretly enjoy it, but I can't walk down the aisle without just hearing, Hey Reba, Hey Reba, Hey Reba. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's go through, uh, we'll talk manufacturers mm-hmm. and this is a, a cheat sheet because the website has it all. We'll do manufacturers, mm-hmm. fly shops, organizations, and, uh, the guides and, uh, and others. So let's, we'll basically talk, um, Say basically, you know, who represented and uh, and how it went with them. So we have Choda, mm-hmm. Elledge Bamboo Rods, mm-hmm. Fish Pond, mm-hmm. Flood Tide Company, mm-hmm. Fly Reel Dots, mm-hmm. Flyman Fishing Company. We and we always get uh, we always get Martin on the fly on the podcast. When we talk to him. Hatch Reels. I would love a Hatch Nine Ten. Um, Hollowfield Bamboo, mm-hmm. Load and Loop. Orvis, Reddington, Rio, Sage, Sims, Scientific Anglers, St. Croix, Temple Fork Outfitters, and I heard somebody got a new Titan Rod Vault. Yes, I did. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Golf clap. Uh, Toey Boats mm-hmm. and Waterworks Lamson. So how did those guys do? Um, I'm assuming they, they sold a bunch of product because um, it is the holidays and <clears> – <throat> We're getting stuff for our loved ones mm-hmm. and for ourselves. All of my Hanukkah presents I purchased myself. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have anyone to buy for this year, so I'm just buying shit for myself, which is kind of nice. Um, well, the manufacturers did great. So basically how we get all these great names to come um, is we get the reps involved, and um, the reps will, you know, get their booths from, you know, corporate or whatever. And and offer and basically what they do is they kind of set up and have kind of like like the what's new for 2015 um, for you to touch and feel it. But then you know it's the responsibility of all the fly shops to actually bring the merchandise to sell because you know uh, Waterworks Lampson isn't going to sell direct. They're going to sell through one of their shops. Um, hatch reels, you know, same thing. Um, so that's for the, the main manufacturers. For for people like Flood Tide, for Paul Puckett, you know, he's there selling direct. 
Um, the, the smaller people are selling direct. There's yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's, he's a mom and pop shop. Well, and, you know, he's just getting started too, and um, he's certainly getting product in stores. But he he was there selling direct, and you know, people really loved his stuff. You know, they they wanted to meet him, and he had some of his artwork there, was which was really cool uh, to see it in person. Um, when I saw him in the yeah. fly shop, it, it's like if I walked in and saw Santa Claus behind the counter, <laughs> it would have been the same thing. I was like, what are you, what are you doing what are you here? Doing here? He's, and their yeah. bet shop is so great. Low Country is my favorite fly shop in the country, and um, they're just so chill. They don't have egos. They're there to make you successful and hang out. And um, Scotty was the first – actually, he got me on my first two redfish. Um in the same day, and I'll, I'll never forget that. You know, he was as excited for me catching a fish as I was, and the whole experience was great. So, yeah, I'm glad Flood Tide is associated with Low Country. Uh, they're they're good guys, and they certainly do good work. I just um, got a. We'll give him a shout out. Let's go back to my. Oh, hold on, Yahoo here. I got a request today from a. Listener, mm-hmm. on where to stay in Charleston. We stayed at an Airbnb, mm-hmm. Green Green Flash. Um, if you look him up on Airbnb, and uh, with Michael. So Michael had a shout out. I, I said go visit the guys at Low Country, and be sure to eat at Leon's Oyster House because char roasted oysters might be one of the greatest things I've ever eaten in my life. And have you been to Boxcar Betty's down there? I haven't. I haven't. Um, I go uh, the the place I always go to down there. Well, two places: Post Tavern, and yeah, that's uh, where Cam was told me to go. We did get a chance. Ah, oh, Pose is great. Um, Sullivan's Island's just awesome place, and I also go to uh, the Wreck. And didn't make it there. That's uh, you know, uh, it looks like a like a brothel. <laughs> you. You go through this neighborhood, and you, there's this kind of nondescript structure. It has a big red door and doesn't really say much of anything. And you walk in, and, um, you know, there's this big kitchen and then this, like, dining room that you kind of feel like you're in, like, 1990 grandma's house. And everything they serve you is on paper plates, and it's fun, freaking awesome. Like it's just total character. Good place. food. I went there. Um, I went on a date by myself last time I was there. I went out to dinner by myself and um, had a really great time at the Low Country Grand Opening for their new shop. And I was like, you know what? I've been social all day. I'm gonna go and just chill out and have a great dinner. And I ended up dropping like. 70 bucks on dinner for myself. I got the wine totally and, it. you know, sat by the fireplace. It was very romantic uh, and totally worth it. Totally worth it. But if you ever get back to Sullivan's and go to the obstinate daughter, mm-hmm. ask, ask for Jonathan Bentley. Okay. I used to work with his wife, Maud. I used to be a cheesemonger back in the day. I sold, I can answer any cheese questions you have. Uh, we sold like 300 types of cheese at a time. Um, that was one of the places we went to. Southern Living rated like one of the top restaurants in the country this summer. Hmm. Yeah, but Boxcar Betty's is like this fried chicken sandwich. Holy crap! <laughs> oh my god! The low yeah, co- we're totally we're, people, we're going back. People talk about the Low Country, about the Low Country fishing, as passionately as the Low Country food. I I see it time and time again. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Charleston was so fantastic. It's a great place. Yeah. Um, 
All right, that was a good tangent. How was I? So fly shops. Yeah, so let's see. Hold on, i got to go back to the website. All right, so we had uh, Carolina Mountain Sports, mm-hmm. Casper's Fly Shop. So was that, uh, was Heist there? Yeah, Dave Heist was there. Yeah, so the Wormy? Mm-hmm, Squirmy, the Squirmito, I think he calls it now. I don't Yeah, know. that. So we, we tie a couple up here. We get different. We have spaghetti balls, we have fusilli balls, and then some ghost puffer balls from Michael's Craft Store. Mm-hmm. I never thought I would ever fish a rubber worm until I took a client to Orvis store and they had rubber wormies. And he's like, dude, you have no idea. I was like, I I would never fish that thing. He's like, dude, seriously, you need to fish. Yeah. So the first day we went out, I caught like a four pound largemouth, probably like 30 uh, red breast sunfish, and then like a seven pound channel cat. Mm -hmm. And it is now just. It's that go-to fly. Yeah. Like, stripers will eat the shit out of those worms. <laughs> you, I mean, like, we swing flies for stripers here. You put a worm on, you'll catch a you know, 18-inch striper before you'll get one on a bait, on like a clouser. Right. They'll hit the worm first. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't understand it, but I'm not questioning it. <laughs> it's dirty, and it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. And then he also does the... Um, not the wax worm? Uh, it's a waxy worm, isn't it? Waxy worm, yeah. yeah. He was tying those with um, Eileen Lane up at, at the International Fly Tying Symposium recently. Yeah. It's a pretty filthy-looking fly. Mm-hmm. All right, so we also have Gold Branch Outfitters. Mm-hmm. The Golden Rule Fly Shop, do unto others, <laughs> as you want them to do to you. Yeah. Headwaters, mm-hmm. I'm assuming is probably, is that a misnomer, or are they at the headwater or something? They're, at the, they're actually at the headwaters of the French Broad. Oh, that French broad. She's a minx. Um, <laughs> a place called Hunter Banks. Hunter so Banks. How, what is the name Hunter Banks? How did that, where does that come from? Um, well, when Hunter Banks started in 1985, we were actually a um, fly shop, but we also sold um, some hunting, like some upland hunting gear. So we, we sold shotguns and, and whatnot for grouse and quail hunting, whatever. Uh, and... The name was derived from the hunter and the banks of the river. And then Hunter Banks, it's just a really strong name. So um, after a couple years of getting broken into and our guns stolen, um, you know, we dropped the hunting aspect of Hunter Banks. And we've been a fly shop ever since. So people would break in and go for the guns? Sure. I used to work in a restaurant, real southern joint, in Fredericksburg, Virginia. That's where my um, first fake had, ID was from, was Fred Fredericksburg. <laughs> nice. Uh, we actually had a painting of Ulysses S. Grant upside down across from the bourbon because the great-grandmother of the owner, her husband was once hung by his thumbs by Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> and to punish him, they put him upside down out of reach of the bourbon. My wife makes a, a really fantastic drink. It's called a Headless Horseman. Mm-hmm. It's like whiskey and pumpkin spice simple syrup. It's really good. And you drink it out of like a Moscow Mule mug. Awesome. Okay, so we also have Low Country. We talked about them. Mm-hmm. And when I was told, given directions in Charleston, someone said, so you go over this bridge at rush hour. It might take you like 10 minutes. And I'm like, 10 minutes to cross the bridge at rush hour? There's nothing. <laughs> Um, Bo Beasley, who spoke very highly of you last night in the car, 
Bo and I went to a meeting about um, river access on the Sino Canal to a place we fish for shad. Mm-hmm. And I told him, yeah, get here at 5 o'clock to get there by 6.30 p.m. And it literally took us like 45 minutes to cross the bridge. Wow. So the traffic in Charleston is nothing. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. One Fly Outfitters, mm-hmm. do they just have like a woolly bugger? Like, do they just sell one they just, fly? They just sell one fly, and that's it. It's like a bin, just black woolly bugger. They could honestly just have my my damsel fly. <laughs> it's all you need. I'll put you in touch with them. <laughs> yeah. I was upset when uh, Umqua didn't pick it up for this year. Well, there's always Montana fly. <laughs> and they had rejected it, too. Oh. That's because they didn't fish it. I'm still waiting. Sean Brillen has a dozen of them, so maybe Orvis will pick them up. But honestly, yeah, if I only had one fly to fish the rest of my life, it would be the Snow White Damsel Chartreuse size 10. Filthy. Okay, River's Edge Outfitters, are they on the River's Edge? They are. They, they have two shops, actually, one in Cherokee and one in uh, Spruce Pine. Just like the Grateful Dead. We, we talked about that last time. <laughs> Friend of the Devil. And Tuskegee Fly Shop. Tuckasegee. Oh, yeah, it is Tuckasegee, not Tuskegee. Tuskegee. So not the airman. Okay. Cherokee. And then you also had, um, did William Hersniak come down from Eastern Trophies? He did. Um, Yeah, I saw that on on Facebook. Yeah. He lives like like two miles from me. He's great. He's a a really cool guy. I love love his stuff. It's really unique, and um, he's very enthusiastic about it, so... Yeah, his 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 tails um, are awesome. The ultra suede. Mm-hmm. There's you know a lot of stuff for fly tying. I'll do myself, but I won't like get ultra suede and cut it. I just go to him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want the tails, man. All right. So organizations we have casting for hope. What do they do? Um, casting for hope uh, provides uh, retreats and fly fishing opportunities to cancer survivors and uh, their focus is ovarian cancer okay excellent cause Mm -hmm. federation of fly fishers the southeast region Mm -hmm. the fly fishing museum of the southern appalachians that's new that is uh being built as we speak in cherokee north carolina now do you say appalachian or appalachian uh I'm from the West, so you can say it whatever way you want. Okay. <laughs> I say Appalachian. All right. Hilltop Fly Tires. Mm-hmm. They're a local fly tying uh, club, and they provide us with uh, – they set up a we, – we give them a pretty large space to do demonstration and uh, education. Um, Excellent. They do it on a volunteer basis. They're great. Oh, they're so amazing. we got the North Carolina Wildlife Resource Commission. Mm-hmm. The Rivers Way. Mm-hmm. What is what about the Rivers Way? That doesn't Rivers, speak to me as what they do. Um, Rivers Way is um, it's a lodge on the South Wilson River, but they do they do camping re- or they do retreats for like therapeutic fishing and team building and adventure. They have a huge ropes course there, but their lodge is right on the river. Um, so kind of a, a neat place. Um, definitely have they've been a mainstay kind of in that area and there's a lot of people that uh, support them in their cause so they do a lot of of fun kind of non-profit retreats and whatnot excellent 
And then no stranger to my podcast is Project Healing Waters. Mm-hmm. Been with them for, uh, we're going on, f- it'll be five years soon that I've been with Healing Waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. North Carolina Trout Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Lando Sky TU. Mm-hmm. That's our local chapter. Nice. I see my TU chapter, it would take me two hours to get to for the meetings. It's about nine miles away. Oh. So I honestly haven't been in 15 years. Oh, that's unfortunate. Because, yeah, that's what living in D.C. does to you. Mm-mm. And then we have the Western North Carolina Fly Fishing Trail, which we already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so the guides, lodge, and travel. We had South Holston River Lodge. Mm-hmm. And have you, do you get to stay at these places when you go there? Um, I stayed at the South Holston River Lodge uh, several times. I do host um, trips there, and I've, and I've just gone there because it's just a great place to go. It's, uh, I love that place. It's in a great location. Um, it's clean. It's managed really well. It's beautiful. It's comfortable. I mean, it, I love that place. Excellent endorsement. Mm-hmm. We have the Black Hawk Fly Fishing Lodge. Mm-hmm. I've stayed there. That's in North Georgia. Um, it's located on the Soqui River. Uh, Abby Jackson, who has the Blackhawk uh, Salsa Company, she's she's making um, a name for herself for a salsa company that uh, is kind of a farm-to-table operation. Um, she is an amazing cook. And, uh, you know, we were talking about the squirmy earlier. I did a, um, uh, a very friendly competition at her lodge where we had a team of four women and, and four men and we competed, like we did a little fly fishing tournament, and I just brought a handful of squirmies that I had tied, and um, you know we all get on the water, whatever, and the guys are catching fish, and the girls, you know, are kind of picking them off here and there, but I was catching them left and right on squirmies, and so halftime comes around, it's a two-day event, and I'm like, ladies, you know, come closer, <laughs> and I gave them all, like, you know a couple squirmies each. And if we didn't just triple, we just tripled. I mean, the guys were just like, I think they were, they were at like 40 fish and we were like at 120, you know, it was just retarded and fun. And, uh, so yeah, that's Blackhawk is a really special place. And Abby is just one of the sweetest, sweetest women I've ever met. She's a little firecracker, but a great cook and, um, great hospitality. Her and John both are just really Really great at what they do. Do you guys ever work with, um, oh, what's it called? Brigadoon? Um, my ex-husband has gone there, but I, I, I don't have any relationship with them at all. I've never, I've never reached About out. 11 years ago, I got really, I mean, beyond inebriated with, um, Ted Turner and his girlfriend. Uh-huh. And she, I guess, was the owner? Yeah. Yeah, which, jeez, that was, he had so much to drink. He was the keynote speaker at this event, and he basically got up on the microphone and said he can ride his horse from Canada to Mexico and not have a single cat on his property. Mm-hmm. We did not know what he was talking about. He was so drunk. I guess there's no he, – he hates cats. Hank Patterson doesn't like cilantro and snakes. And, Ted Turner uh, does not like cats. Yeah, he's not a fan of the feline. And the last we had – Isiola? Isiola. Or Chitola. Well, we have Chitola. Uh, oh, Chitola. Yeah. Um, You're on the same website as me. I am. I know. It's just all in my head. Um, 
Uh, Shatola is really nice. Actually, I got an invite to go up there and to shoot sporting clays and fish. So I'm really excited to do that because it's, um, cast and blast. It's up, uh, I think it's up near Boone, North Carolina, which is a really fishy area as well. So I'm excited to do that. And, uh, Isiola, um, Alan Birchall, I think is his name. Alan is one of the funnest guys. I love seeing him at my show and running into him, um, at shows. Uh, that's another great lodge as well. Um, I need to get up there and go shooting. They have a good, they have a five stand up there that I've been wanting to shoot. So, you know, old timey places. They've they've been around for a while. Um, certainly unique, worthy of a visit. Nice. And uh, for under the others category, we have regional fly tires, mm-hmm. and then uh, bath fitter, <laughs> who had a a. a mobile bathtub yeah they had a, a bathtub go-kart that we got to ride around the expo it's really fun <laughs> so that's one of the let's see who's it? it's the girl it's uh she's with martin from uh abby yeah, yeah. so she's she's with uh flyman, flyman mm-hmm. and, and she's driving around in a bathtub everybody was it was it was really funny <laughs> i'm just really happy they stayed out of my pond because that would have been a, a shit show for sure that's fun. that's just too funny uh broderick crawford art yes he's out of georgia as well um he's a great wildlife artist and uh i actually have one of his pieces um called all my favorite spots and it's all these skins of a just kind of like a uh, a piece of a trout skin, like for everything from a brown trout to rainbow to cutthroat, uh, to the red band. And, uh, it's just all put together in this one painting and it's gorgeous. I look at it every single day. It's in my house and it's one of my favorite paintings. Excellent. Uh, and the newspaper Citizen Time, I hope they wrote a good write up for you guys. They did. They had one misquote that I was a little, uh, peeved about, but. That's okay. They call you Re- Rebo instead of Reba. <laughs> no, they said that the event was a Hunter Banks event, and it's not. And I work really hard to make sure that people know that it's an independent company. And it's not a Hunter Banks show. We wouldn't invite nine other fly shops if it was a Hunter Banks show. Right. Um, but they they misquoted it's that. It's a community event. It's a community right. event. Yeah, Crooked Creek Holler, mm-hmm. not Hollow, but Holler. Holler. Deadweight Fly. Hmm. And then we've got, of course, Flood Tide. Yeah. Socoth, Southern Country, <laughs> Southern Culture on the fly. Yeah. Um, pretty big with the Sasquatch and the, the Steal My Face logo. Did you know that the Sasquatch uh, has the face of uh, Bob Clauser? Does it really? Yes. <laughs> I didn't, I'm going to have to look that up. I just found that out. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good little... Um, I guess you'd call that like an Easter egg. It's an Easter egg for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Southern Trout Magazine. Mm-hmm. Sporting Classics. Mm-hmm. That's a great magazine. Uh, TFM, otherwise known as Fiberglass Manifesto, where he's got his 12 days of uh, Christmas going on on the blog right now. If yes. you're listening to this too late, you missed out. And Western North Carolina Fly Fishing Expo. Mm-hmm. That's self-explanatory. Right. Yeah. So other things that happened, um, Indian leg wrestling. <laughs> that was at the Ironfly. I'm not going to put a hashtag of WNC Fly Fishing Expo on that. That was I, a separate event. I don't think I've heard that term in 20 years. <laughs> and if you 
if you put that into Instagram, there's like 87 pictures of people like putting their legs up and then you just, I, I don't really understand it, but I want to try it. It's, I, yeah, um, it, it was the first time I've ever seen it and it right. was, that uh, was all it was fun. Pig, pig farm, dirty ink South. Pig Farm Inc. Uh, Dirty South. Dirty South, yeah. What was the special ingredient that they had for their uh, iron fly? Um, you know, I, I don't think it was anything it was like, specific. Uh, this iron fly was different than the one we did last year, um, where last year we kind of had a, you know, first, second, and third place, you know, tie-off, where this one, uh, it was more of kind of like the tribute to um, – North Carolina and stocked water, like there is a an eggs and bacon competition where you're tying eggs and worms and whatnot. And so there's some pretty funny like San Juan, like articulated San Juan worms and whatever. Um, there was a blind tie off where people had to tie blind. Uh, there was also a no vice San Juan worm. That's easy to do. That's easy. Um, yeah. And then the one, you know, I I was just coming off a big week, and uh, uh, I I was hosting a challenge, and um, we were kind of talking about it, and I was like, well, I don't know what I want them to do. Um, I'm like, you know what? You know what? A classic fly that we use all what we use here in our delayed harvest is the green weenie, you know, which was I believe started in in Pennsylvania, and so. I was like, you know, I'll do a green weenie challenge. And so one of the, the pig farmer guys was going, you know, he's like, green weenie, I've never heard of that. And I'm like, well, well, maybe we should just tie weenie flies. And he's like, yes, let's run with that. And so it turned into tie your best penis fly. And it was like everybody came to the table and grabbed a vice was like, yes, I'm in. And so <laughs> there's an embarrassing picture going around uh, the socials of me holding all these penis flies and um, they're very creative <laughs> and the guy, the guys got really into it, which was really so fun. We're talking like two glow bugs and a San Juan over it. Uh, no, much more involved than that. Much more. Involved. Wow. Yeah. Um, the one that won, uh, I had probably 10 different uh, materials in it, but the, the winning portion of it was he just took a single eye and put it on the on the end and I was like yep that's the winner (laughs) (laughs) one eye Willie that's great so it was it was really fun and um, that pig farm crew I mean they're they're so great and they're very enthusiastic and and fun and it was we went to Oscar Blues Brewery in Brevard North Carolina and uh, the term you ever ever look at the bottom of their cans I haven't there's always like a there's a secret they usually put something funny inked on the bottom of their cans, like milk of amnesia was one of them. <laughs> you always look at the bottom of their cans for Oscar Blues Brewery. You'll find some. And, and the guy who brews it, uh, one of them used to be a fly fisherman in, from Maryland, mm-hmm. but he ditched the East Coast and moved out West. Yeah, they were good to us. Oscar Blues was really good to us. And uh, a lot of people showed up. You know, it's it's always... Um, it's always nice, you know, after you come off a big weekend where you're working hard and, you know, you find yourself surrounded by all your favorite people, uh, you know, having fun and, and, you know, just tying one on and having a good time. It was good. And, that, and was it looks like there's some southern food. We go to the Suburban Angler. Say that again? And he's got 
Suburban Angler. Okay. The Suburban Angler. Um, he's got looks like a pulled pork sandwich with greens and mac and cheese. Oh, you're looking I'm on Instagram? Go- yeah. Mm-hmm. So was there food at the show, too? So we have so- a lot of food trucks here in Asheville now. And so we got Ooh. the Appalachian barbecue food truck. They were there, and then we also had um, a coffee truck as well. And oh, I'm embarrassed that I forgot their name. Um, so we used yeah. to have a coffee truck come out to our DC United tailgates, and I'm like, "This is a bunch of like hardcore, quote unquote, soccer football fans that drink a lot of alcohol. We don't need cappuccinos." And they would come <laughs> to our tailgate. And I'm like, "We don't need coffee. We need alcohol." <laughs> Well, we had alcohol, too. The um, uh, Federation of Fly Fishers uh, hosted the concession stand, and they had PBR and Miller Lite and Highland Brews available throughout the show. So we did have beer, we did have barbecue, and we did have some good coffee. Nice. Yeah. I take care of people, Rob. This is what I do. This is what I'm good at. I'm I'm a host with the most. Yes, and there's a, a bottle of Bullet Bourbon in my new car waiting for you. Awesome. I thought you were getting me scotch, yeah. though. I'll get you a bottle of scotch, too. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll we'll take you, it. We'll get, we'll get you two-fifths. <laughs> Do you like Ardbeg? No. No, I don't. I don't like anything PD. Glenmore. Even though... You're a Highland scotch person. Yes, absolutely. Like, even this okay. Talisker is a little PD for me, even though it's a really good bottle. I'm not loving it. Um, and, and Holt, my alcohol guy, he'll be at Somerset with us. So I'll have, um, let's just announce frogmanoutdoors.org. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, so I do a lot of work with healing waters, but now I'm, I'm working also with frogman outdoors, which is, uh, taking SOCOM special operations commands like Navy SEAL guys that have been wounded in combat fishing in Florida. And so I'll have the frogman outdoor guys with me up at Somerset this year. Right. And one of them just happens to be a liquor distributor. That's awesome. You know, Hunter yes, Banks. Hunter Banks has six booths at the Somerset show. Really? Six. I'm afraid I'm going to be back by the big loading dock door, <laughs> where it's going to be like 18 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm, like, if my hands are cold, I can't tie. I'm doing the um, the women's uh, showcase. That's going to be fun. Nice. Yeah. So I can't wait for Somerset. It's, it just, it's like a, I don't want to say like a cancerous thing, but it just grows like exponentially every year. It's harder and harder to walk through there. It'll, it, honestly, it takes you 20 minutes, 30 minutes to go like five feet because <laughs> there's so many people that you know. I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It'll be my first fly fishing show. I've done the, the fly tying symposium, but I haven't done the, the fly fishing oh, show. What hotel are you all staying at? Um, whichever Sinesta one. Suites. Just what we, we're staying there. So what is that? Double tree. Yeah, we do. Sinesta Suites is a lot cheaper. It's like ninety bucks a night, maybe. And there's a kitchen and free breakfast. Oh wow! And it's next to TGI Fridays or Ruby Tuesday McFridigans. Well, we're gonna have a pretty heavy crew, so we just all wanted to stay close and together. Nice. Yeah. All right. And so you guys will be selling. What? The Sims pants. I'm going to have to get those. <laughs> um, we are selling uh, basically end-of-season stuff, so we'll have everything will be on sale. Um, we'll probably have some new merchandise there. We'll have some tech gear as well. 
Um, but we, uh, we're a pretty large dealer for Sims and Patagonia. Is that, is that through Dave? Is Dave your rep? Dave Chenard is our rep and Jimmy Doves. He's awesome. Jimmy Doves is, is new on awesome. the scene. He's fun. I like Jimmy a lot. <laughs> They're fun. If you want to hear about Dave, Itinerant Angler had a good interview with Dave about two years ago. Mm-hmm. I heard that. Yeah. All right, let's see. What else do I have on my list here? Um, did anybody get tattooed via Pig Farm Inc.? Yes. Uh, Zane Porter. <laughs> um, Zane Porter got the tattoo. and It, it was what? Ugh, Zane. Um, he got Fly Fishing Saves Lives on his arm. <laughs> and you can see it if you... I think the hashtag is pig farm dirty. I don't know what it is, but Zane, Zane, Zane. Great artist. He's a great kid. We really had a lot of fun at a. At I the, hope he doesn't get like hepatitis from a parking lot tattoo. Well, I'm just really glad it wasn't in my in my uh, parking lot this year. Last year it was, and there's a video out now that you can watch of Dave getting Dave Grossman from Southern Culture on the fly getting tattooed in my parking lot. Um. But no, this was at uh, this was at somebody's house, and it was late night. I was not there, uh, thankfully, because I probably would have gotten something. <laughs> there was one, and there might have been another one too. I think one of the girls got tattooed. Ooh, <clears throat> yeah. They don't they don't do the ass antlers anymore. The ladies, right? Uh, the tattoos above their butt. <laughs> that was like I, such I don't a. Know. Um, I, yeah, ass antlers are a thing of last decade. Yeah, I don't think people are getting that ass antler. No. <laughs> I don't have um, one. That's the same here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking uh, of, you know, Southern Culture on the Fly, they're doing a – they did Scoff Life uh, tramp stamp on their last issue. Um, that's pretty funny. If I was going to get it like a tat, though, it'd have to be like an Andrea Larco <laughs> print or something. Yeah. She's got the Midas touch when it comes to – the fish prints. She has really, really tight lines too, which oh, I can't believe I just said tight lines. It's my most hated <sighs> saying ever. Um, I say good hatches. Good. I wish people good hatches. I just say blue skies. Uh, anyway, so I, I I did a whole podcast with her and Zeb, mm-hmm. and we had like a bunch of um, three and five year olds in our house <laughs> when I did the podcast, and the background noise ruined it. Oh. Yeah. Well, at least it it, it recorded, Rob. It did record, (laughs) and producer Jason's like, "Yeah, this we got to ditch this." But I just got I just got a new DAT, a digital audio tape today. Mm -hmm. From uh, if you're a member of the American Fly Fishing Trade Association, you can get discounts through Staples.com. So I got a nice Bluetooth um, ear thing for my phone and a new DAT. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's see. What else? What other questions do I have? Uh, are you planning to go fishing Cuba now? I would love to go fishing in Cuba. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I want the I want the rum and I want the flats fish down there. Yeah, I want I, I want the music. That's that would be a dream to just go out fish all day and then just dance the night away to some Afro Cuban yeah. all stars. <laughs> That would just be I I just I can't wait. It's definitely on the just, list. Uh, that T Bone Burnett movie from like fifteen years ago. Mm, did you ever see that one? I did. Uh, Cuban. Yeah, that was oh, it's brilliant. Beautiful. So yeah, yeah. Cubans are uh, 
great people. I'm glad that we get to go. We'll see. We'll see what happens. My- when I worked in Key Largo in 99, they were already planning to have a mothership with like eight flats boats in tow mm-hmm. and just to go the like 110 miles from Key Largo or whatever it was. Not 110, so 90 plus. I don't know how many miles, but yeah, just to go down there and when it, they were waiting for it to open up. Right. And, and as of today, it was today, 18th of December. It's going to happen soon. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. I'm pretty, yeah. All right. I think I've got all my questions in. Um, anything else you can uh, tell us about the show? Hmm. Any memorable moments, shenanigans? How many people were there this year? Oh, we had about a thousand people there um, this year. Wow. It was great. Uh, Friday was busy. Saturday was super busy. It was it was kind of a blur because all I remember doing is just bouncing around, talking to people, and before you know it, it was like, all right, we got to go to the Ironfly. We yeah, took what's a, the uh, took a six, what's the admission fee? It's fifteen bucks uh, to get in, like all shows. But um, something we don't really market enough of, or we don't market at all. It's just kind of been a um, something we've always done. Like if you come on Friday, we validate your ticket for Saturday. Ooh. So it's fifteen and bucks it, it, for the weekend, but we're not discounting Saturday because you didn't come on Friday. So that's how, why we haven't really talked about it. What's the parking situation like? Free parking, ample parking, oh. and it's a huge event center. It's a huge event center. I mean, we had a rodeo, Christmas lights, spectacular, whatever it's called, display, and the fly fishing expo, and there was still an abundance of parking. So it was you know, it was fun. Do you know about the Christmas lights they do in uh, Greensboro? They like shoot these. It's like a ball of it's like a ball of chicken wire wrapped in l- Christmas lights, and they shoot them into the trees over this oh, road. Yes, I have heard about that. My dad is obsessed with those. <laughs> As a Jew, he's obsessed with the Christmas lights <laughs> in, Char- in, uh, in Greensboro. They could be called their holiday lights, though. Rob. They're holiday yeah. lights. <laughs> um, I got a new fishing hat for. For Hanukkah that I bought for myself. I saw that. That That was very nice. Yes. Uh, Yeah, that's my new cold weather fishing hat. Um, All right. Well, anything else you want to mention while we're uh, finishing up here? No, I think we'll catch up at Somerset. Yeah, we got a lot to to talk about. Um, No, I think I think that's it. You know, come to Western North Carolina and and let me take you fishing. How's the grits and biscuit situation up in Asheville? I mean, (laughs) whatever you want. Grits and biscuits and gravy and all that good stuff is here. I mean, there's so much good food here. I mean, we have several James Beard nominees in our little town. It's, I wouldn't say it's on par with Charleston as far as being known for food, but we're well on our way. Nice. And how's how's Trad Little doing? He's doing great. He was at the Did show. Did he just blow everyone's mind? Oh, my God. He's like just that. amazing. So watching him double haul a bamboo rod. Really? On the casting pond and hitting ninety feet, it was just like, all right, oh I'm just, I'm just gonna step aside and let this kid, like, because like he didn't know who Lefty Cray was, <laughs> and Lefty was giving these casting lessons. He's like, that man was very nice to me. <laughs> that kid has got the the perfect like. When he's older, he's gonna be a lady killer. <laughs> he's a lady killer now. Um, he he yeah. has a great family. His mom and dad are just wonderful. I've gotten to know them um, over the past year, and uh, they're great. It's a great family. It's great to see him so actively involved and passionately involved in the fly fishing community. 
um, we set him up with a, a little table and he just tied until his heart was content. And, you know, um, and then of course he was on, he's become a little bit of a, a what's it called? Like a, um, when you're a, Virtua- a casting Virtuoso. hog, like when you're a pond hog. Pond hog. <laughs> and so he's he, just he, out there constantly, and it's just great. And he he has his own little following, and, you know, the crowds kind of watch him, and it's just really cool. He's a cool kid. Excellent. All right. Well, um, all right. Well, let's say we pick this up at Somerset. Okay. Over fermented grains. <laughs> and, uh Yeah. So we live in a small. Well, Rob, thanks a lot. I yeah. I appreciate the the redo the the rebuff yeah. one too. <laughs> God, there was so much funny stuff in the first one. I know, but best interview ever. This no. one this one kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, it's. Well, I updated the software and it uh, it just killed it. Didn't record. Yeah, that's fine. It will be yeah. it will be in our hearts and minds. And that's it. You, you can still punch me in the nads if you want. Okay, I might take you up on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's it's late. Go. Uh, I'm gonna go have the lasagna my wife made for dinner okay. with some Texas smoked like turkey. From, I get from our neighbors. It's like you can smell it when she was cooking it. It's like they smoked the shit out of this turkey, <laughs> and she made lasagna with it tonight. So go eat that. Go eat that. Um, have one right. one more drink, and then we'll I'll see you yeah. in a few weeks. Where can we find you online? You're Flygirl underscore Reba. Flygirl underscore Reba on Instagram and Twitter. Very popular on Twitter. I don't know why because I'm never on it. Um, Instagram is fairly new for me, uh, which has been a lot of fun. And Facebook, I'm uh, Reba Brinkman. Nice. Yeah. Well, you are truly one of my favorites in the industry. Thank you. Yeah, and I appreciate you taking the time tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. And uh, I look forward to... I look forward to the next show. How about that? Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> awesome, Rob. You take care. All right, I'll, I'll see you in a month. All right. Sounds good. All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com.